Hi guys, this is your homegirl Shalom saying a wonderful hello from this side. Trust you all doing amazing. Well, quickly today, I want to talk about conduits of love. Conduits of love. I have always said it that God didn't just create human beings. He didn't just say, I just want to create these people for fun. He decided that he will create these people because he wants transmitters of compassion and kindness conduits of love i want to call from um rachel roy scott a student who died um, april the 20th 1999 in a massacre and she says that i've always been drawn to hands i think it's the way that we touch people compassion is the greatest form of love that humans have to offer i have this theory yeah she proposed this theory she says i have this theory that if one person can go out of their way to show compassion, it could start a chain reaction. How do you know that trust, beauty, and compassion will make the world a better place? Rachel Roy Scott, I would ask you, my listener, why don't you start a chain reaction? You know, some people will say, I don't have friends. And um, I know we all have different personalities and all that. But the word says, you present yourself as a friend, present yourself friendly, and then you see people, you see people drawing closer to you. And another thing is, you could say you don't have friends and you have your reasons for it, but the truth is, there's a lot of love to pass around. I keep saying that every time. There's a lot of love to pass around, a lot of love to give. Just give, like, and don't expect that the love you're giving will definitely come back from that same source. That's the funny thing. There's a part in the world that says, cast your bread upon the waters. I just want to make a, a, an illustration through that saying, though. And it will come back to you. Well, what it means, just cast it upon the waters. When you cast your bread upon the waters, you don't know where the water takes your bread to. But you don't know that sometimes he says that it will come back to you again. But it might not be from that same source. And it doesn't have to be from that same source. Just past love and let the love go around and when the love goes around it comes back to you you know and the last person most people think of seeking concerning love is god and sadly that is true if you want to do a vox pop and ask people what love is everybody has their own idea of what love is and it's really pathetic when you ask people what love is people take um people think materialism is love People think pity is love. People have various ideas about love. And the truth is, there are some things you can actually define in life. You want to define a lot of things, even the academics. It's very, very easy to define. Because even if someone propounded a theory, and then the theory is being used, it's used like that for years, and then you know this is fixed. But check it out. Love is difficult to define because love is a being. And that is why there are so many ideas, so many meanings, so many whatever, what have you on love. Love is a being and love is personified. But sadly, sadly, people don't go to God to know what love really means. And it breaks a lot of relationship. And God's love is deeper than a spousal kind of love. And the truth is, many relationships fail because we expect our SO to give us the kind of love that only God can. That's impossible. As a human being, I don't know if anyone out there can relate to what I'm saying right now. It's exhausting. 
even personally as an individual you get tired of yourself you get exhausted with your with your existence as a human being sometimes you want to leave the mortal plane but a word out there to you whether you're tired or not trust me god's love is one that is constant he doesn't leave and don't expect your spouse to give you that kind of love now continuing i will say that you know when people expect their spouses to give them this kind of love that only god can Imagine God insisting you live up to his sovereign majestic level hmm? to be always perfect with Jesus. How would you feel? In fact, that's like unholy grail. That is impossible under the suns, under the planet. It's impossible. And just imagine God asking you to insist you live up to his sovereign majestic level to be always perfect with Jesus. And how would that feel? That's unfair. That's the same thing we do to our spouses, expecting them you know, to give us the kind of love that only God can. I've always say that having a spouse is not the answer to loneliness. The greatest and um, one of the biggest problems of people today is identification problem. Once you do not identify and know who you are as a person, you cannot get another person into your space. When you do that, you only suffocate the person. When you identify and you know who you are, why you're on earth, where you are at a particular point in time it's easy to accommodate people but when you don't know that that's why some people are very very toxic beware toxic people and it starts from within this love within it's 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 something that flows through the bowels it just comes out and that's that's one of the biggest problems the world is facing people are facing today knowing who they are and when you don't know who you are Trust me, you're going to give the people in your life problem. And I will say that the first thing in loving yourself and knowing who you are is going back to your first love. Your first love is God. You know, and another thing is, the truth is, we all aspire to be like Jesus. But a true reflection of us shows that we are God's work in progress. And God has never forced perfection on anybody. I keep saying that. And for those who want to be perfect, he makes us know that it is not a sinless perfection. Because if it's a sinless perfection, it makes the death of Christ and the blood of non-effect. So now imagine putting that kind of uh, burden on your spouse. God doesn't impose that kind of um, responsibility from us. Like, do this, do that, do this. It's love. Now, putting that on your spouse is actually unfair. Now, I've, I was talking about finding yourself as a person. The truth is, if you don't find yourself, you end up being miserable. And in finding yourself, you turn to God. You become a better version of yourself. Now, I want to quickly talk about self-love here. When people hear self-love, I realize that most people think, oh, just, you know, loving myself and not not allowing anybody to get into my space, you know. I just want my space and nobody just getting me pissed off. But I would say self-love is more than that. Self-love is knowing that you sleeping around won't help you. Now, I'm not judging people who have reasons, maybe because these people are victims of circumstances. I am not judging people like that. The woman are the well. There are so many instances in the Bible that made us know that some people 
are victims of circumstances, not because they want to do it, but because they found themselves there. And if you notice that Christ went after them, he hardly, he never went after those who presented themselves as saints. He went after those who were sick, not just sick in the body, but sick in the soul, sick in the spirit. And you can see the, the expression of love in all the, 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 the journeys that Christ, you know, embarked on. So speaking of self-love, self-love is knowing I shouldn't do this. I should love myself the way I would love my boyfriend, the way I would love my spouse, the way I would love my mother. A lot of us don't know how to love people. And truth is, I keep telling people, if you want to know how to love, you need to ask God, how do I love? What is love? When you know what love is, it becomes easy to express. Then another thing is, I tend to ask people to, I, I remember I talked about this in my previous podcast on worship. If you haven't listened to it, please make sure and in your free time, please listen to the podcast on worship. I was saying that a lot of things, we all worship different kind of things. I mentioned that sex is worship and a lot of us do not know that sex is worship. We just think, oh, it's just the physical, you know, women, especially my heart goes out to them. It goes out to we girls. We think it's just about the physical, but it's beyond the physical, even for the men too. It's the spiritual. It's the spiritual intermingling. And when you know that as a person, as an individual, as a Christian, you do know that you should not go out there and be mixing your spirit with another person's spirit. And a lot of, a lot of us have problems in our lives, not really because there's one devil somewhere attacking us, but because we have mingled our spirits with demons. Or some will say, well, this, this person is all religious. But the truth is, if you're a Christian or a very, very sensitive person and someone who is watchful, you should know that the spiritual world, the spiritual controls the physical. And when you know that these things I'm talking about don't come as a surprise to you. So when you know that, I don't preach much. We don't talk much. We don't say don't do this. Some people think, oh no, you know, my this belongs to me. I'm always careful. The word says, be careful of fables. Be careful of what so-called wise men tell you, what the academics tell you. And what do they tell girls today? What do they tell people today? Young people, especially they tell you your body belongs to you. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You're the captain of your soul. You're the master of your fate. God gave you the power of choice to do what you want. But I'll tell you today in my humble way, you cannot do what you want. And the little experience that I have had, I have known that a lot of us do not know what we believe. We all entertain different kind of truths and take them and swallow them. Even we who call ourselves Christians, including me. And because of that, most of us don't, do not find out the truth until when it's death, when it's close to death. All the experiences and all the people that I have heard of, the truth is when a person is about to die, your truth faces you. What you believe in, what you deliberately decided to believe in, putting away God's word, that truth faces you. 
and then you ask yourself and then you see the truth away from your own truth and then you're faced with um, whatever it is the side you're on definitely shows it you know so now some people when it comes to their bodies I was saying in the previous podcast that they don't care but I would ask you this simple question how much does your love cost a lot of people do not know what love is y'all going to you're supposed to find out what love is and that's finding out who God is so now how much does your love cost this really isn't hard how much do you, does your body cost now I am quoting Michelle McConaughey Hammond and I will say that a lot of things she said actually inspired me it was insightful and it was an eye-opener and she says if you think your body is worth two cents then you need to go back to the mirror and ask the Holy Spirit to show you your reflection through his eyes then you will know that you will more than what you think and the pedestal that you place yourself on you know a lot of us have problems because we listen to different voices and I will say that like Daniel said in the word he says oh Lord God to us belongs confusion of faces when it comes to human beings we are always confused about any or everything but there's one person who never gets confused he doesn't nothing takes him by surprise and that's God now and God is not a bad guy I keep saying that I keep telling people you real bad guy you should actually search him out and pin him down now I want to encourage someone out there your body is not the boss of you and that's what I do that's what I think young people should do when you say when you say oh well it's no big deal blah 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 now it's a big deal you should when you're feeling hyper you tell your body you control your body by saying my body's not the boss of me I am the boss of my body and when I feel hyper I get on the treadmill and redirect my passion I redirect my thoughts and I have respect for passion because I know what it can do when we all know that it makes life easier self-love why would you as a human being take things that will kill you you sleep around I would ask you sleeping around has it gotten you what you want the kind of satisfaction that you want you've swung from one chandelier to the other but has it gotten you what you want and for those who just think what some things we call fun are not really fun it's punishing ourselves can you give your your six-year-old son a cigar now this is for the Christians now and for anyone who is listening to me can you give your toddler your little child the cigar can you introduce intimacy between a man and a woman to your kids we all don't love ourselves we don't love one another at all whatever you cannot do to them you shouldn't do to yourself you should prioritize yourself love yourself and ask yourself how much does God price me when somebody's trying to put a price tag on my body and tell me my body's worth two cents ask God how much is your love cost how much is my body cost then he will show you what you are and what how how valued you are you know we already need to stop devaluing the conduits of love that God has given in us and given to us I mean 
and the conduits of love that God has placed in us. Now, finally, I would say that for those who are relationships, give your man the responsibility of covering your holiness. Put it on him. That's self-love. I don't care whether they're in church or they're outside of church. You should be able to discern. You got to get the spirit of God in you to help you discern between right and wrong. Not just because they're in church. Y'all know that a lot of people are in church, but not everybody that's in church is a Christian. And not everybody in jail is definitely criminal. You got to discern by that. Push your holiness on him. Put the responsibility of, uh, of your holiness on him. It's supposed to be there. Watch the kind of friends you keep. That's another part of self-love. Watch what you take in. What you eat what you watch, what you take in, not really what you eat, but what you, what you watch, you know, what you see, what you hear, feed fat on God's word and it will help you. And then when it comes to your friends, friends are meant to potentiate and bring out the best that God has in the other person. So you're potentiating when you're moving with people, whoever does not potentiate you, I don't think you should move with the person. It doesn't help. Then your body does not belong to them, whoever they are, until they have chosen to make covenant with you. You do not want to mix your spirit because it's spiritual intermingling, just like I previously mentioned. And I would say, at your age, some people, like I said, they don't care about their bodies. But ask yourself as a Christian, who do I love more? God or the men that have come and gone in my life? But God has been the constant. Is the lover of my soul. Is my first husband. Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord thy God is thy maker, and thy maker is thy husband. Now, am I going to follow those that have left, they've come and gone and used me, or the one who is ever a constant in my life? These are the questions that I think all of us need to ask ourselves. Conduits of love. You are a conduit of love. Make yourself a conduit of love, a transmitter of compassion and kindness. There's a lot of love to go around people. Okay, this is still your homegirl saying um, um, uh, bye from this side. Let me know what you think and your thought, questions, comments, whatever it is. Bye.